0: proud partner of the Clydesdale Media, this is the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. Hey guys, before we start this episode, I wanted to talk to you about Type 1 Lifting. So Type 1 Lifting is a clothing line that... Proceeds of the shirts and tanks and everything else goes to the Children's Diabetes Foundation. So um, this all came about with me and seeing a 5-year-old girl in the emergency department uh, that had a new onset of diabetes. So uh, just take a look at the website. It's www.type1lifting.com. So just check it out. If you don't buy anything, that's perfectly fine. I would just – like for you just to take a look and just see what we have. So like I said before, www.type1lifting.com and guys, I hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, we have a new sponsor for the Type 1 Lifting podcast. The company is called Liberté Lifestyle. So Liberté is a French word meaning freedom and the company was founded on the desire to have freedom to choose what we want to do with our lives. I actually had the owner, um, Nicole, on my Podcast on episode 28. So, if you want to go back and listen to her, um, she talks about how she started the company and what she wants to do in the future with the company, which is pretty cool. So, uh, they actually have knee sleeves, wrist wraps, shirts, shorts. Uh, love the knee sleeves. I have the ice cream knee sleeves and I love them so much. They haven't, the neoprene still good. Uh, the seams haven't split compared to other uh, knee sleeves that I have had in the past. Uh, and I'm planning to keep these for a very, very long time. So, uh, Nicole actually gave me a promo code for you guys too. So it's all capital letters, T-Y-P-E, and the number one. So it's type one. So go to Libertelifestyle.com, uh, check out what they have in the store, use the promo code type one, and save some coin. Now let's go to the episode. Okay. All right. Well, there's only one person that joined on TikTok, so we're good. So
1: All right. That's fine. That's fine.
0: All right, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Type One Lifting Podcast. I have third time guest, first ever I've had a third time guest, uh, CrossFit athlete Hannah Hardy. How's everything going?
1: Oh, I'm great. How about yourself?
0: Good, good. Um, thank you for doing this, by the way. I do appreciate it. Especially, I've never had a person do it three times. I've had one other person do it twice. Actually, no, two people done, done it twice. Never a third time. So no,
1: this is no, this is fun. Like when you ask to, you know, do an open recap and a quarterfinals preview. Like this is what I love talking about. So. I get to geek out on, you know, everything that happened and, you know, speculate on what's to come. So yeah. I'm honored to be here.
0: Awesome. Very cool. So um, obviously you, ki- you killed it, like I said before, in the open. Um, I was pretty close to quarterfinals. I, was, I think I was in the 85th percentile of my, oh, my age gosh. class. Um, and so I was really wishing for like a heavy lift because last time they get a heavy lift last year, it placed 30th out of everybody. Oh my gosh! On that on that weight weightlifting complex, you know the uh, the the clean, the deadlift, the hang clean, and then the jerk. So I right. placed, I, I would place thirtieth, and if I put like two more pounds on there, or even a pound, I would have been in the like fifteenth place.
1: Oh my gosh!
0: Yeah, crazy, crazy. But um, I do want to get your thoughts on, you know, each workout and what your what your thoughts about quarterfinals and then semifinals and kind of go from there. So. What and all like all the workouts together, what did you think about this year's open?
1: Um, I'm like I have very mixed feelings. Like there's a the part of me that uh workouts one and two were very similar. Mm. But then at least they threw in that a spice for the third workout that at least was different. And I think for the elite individuals, time frame-wise, I mean, you had your 15-minute test, you had your, you know, seven to nine minute test. Mm -hmm. And then you had the sprint at the end. So I think it was at least variable across time domains, but movement wise, the first two were the same workout. Just one was a little bit faster. And even though it benefited me not to have a heavy lift and I'm kind of, excited. I mean, I was happy about that. (laughs) I wish there was something a little bit heavier. I, I know that 95 pound thruster or you know, 135 and 85 pound thrusters are maybe like a little bit heavier than, yeah you know, for like your traditional gym member, mm-hmm. but everything else was approachable in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought the first workout was good. I mean, the the main thing I wish they were rebound box jumps because then you would actually have people absolutely suffering and just like literally just like putting their head down and saying like, let's go. And so no. yeah. Then the walking, the the step downs, I was like so disappointed in. I don't
1: know. Um, I mean, you're talking to somebody who actually doesn't like bounding. I've known way too many people to tear their Achilles. So um, I, but then the next week throwing in a hundred deadlifts, you know, I thought, you know, for the safety thing, that was really good to take out the rebound. And I wouldn't be surprised if at quarterfinals, they throw in that you can rebound mm. and they'll just throw in the same movement and kind of, you know, get you know, like, take some blame off and just saying like, Hey, we want to be approachable in the open, but by golly bound your heart away in quarterfinals. <laughs> uh, so, but then, you know, like I said, like throwing in a hundred deadlifts at 155 for the next workout. I was like, Oh, well you kind of put like safety, like out the window there. So yeah,
0: true. yeah I agree. Yeah. <laughs> so do you think the rep scheme on the first workout was a good rep scheme for, for anybody? Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, I think so. Uh, I mean, with me, I wish it was more wall walks than anything, but it was for a first workout. The first workout's normally one that it's dictated by your capacity and being the workout was dictated on your pace on the box or the box jump overs. Mm. I believed it was a really good first test.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I, I thought it was pretty good. Um, I made it to eight rounds total, I believe. But the thing was like, I took way too many breaks, especially like during the wall walks. I like, they would just like lay down arms, like, you know, in the Christ mode, like on the cross and then just like coming back then walk up and then do it again and then take longer breaks. And I like, I didn't, I went on broken during the, um, dumbbell snatches in the box step, step, like box jumps, uh, Mm um, because granted, like I'm six, six. So those box jumps are like nothing to me. It's like up like two inches. And then obviously the dumbbell snatches were a little bit more difficult because I have to go down and then like use pretty much my lower back and hamstrings to kind of just yank it up. But I think the wall walks just took a little bit too much time for me. And I just took way too many breaks.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I think that's one of those things where you learn in retrospect, right? So the open, it's it's a place where you get to figure out what, what a year of training has helped you with, whether, mm-hmm. you know, you attacked your weaknesses and now they're no longer weaknesses, or maybe your strengths are actually weaknesses now, or they could be shored up and you can, you know have a workout that you can hit out of the park so i I mean that's why i love the open and uh i think a lot of people thought the wall walks would add up especially after last year Mm -hmm. but you know then i think a lot of people took them a little bit easy and then real or uh and realized that they could go faster so i actually saw a lot of people redo it and and do better because they're terrified of one movement and then they're like oh wait i can go faster
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. Typically for me, obviously, like when I was able to do redos, like I would, I would do it on Friday, then like take the weekend off and then <clears throat> and then to do start it back on Monday. I do so much better on Mondays. Right. Then like, you know how to attack it better compared to like, Oh, they only do it like the gym that I do it at. They only do it on Fridays and like, that's it. They don't do any other days to do redos. Cause they're just more, more focused on like their programming and stuff like that, which is understandable because you really don't have anybody at that gym that's going to the games or right. maybe a couple of people, the quarterfinals and that's it. But I mean, I, I understand that, but I wish, I wish I was able to redo all these. So.
1: No, I feel bad. I mean, normally there's a few people in the corner that, you know, drag someone to judge them or something like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the thing is like, I, I like the main gym I go to is a global gym. So they're going to look at me like, what the hell's like, I don't have like a the wooden box. They, they have like a bigger box. That literally have to take like two steps over just to make it to the back to the other side so it's like it's not even worth it right but how many rounds did you do
1: so i got into my 12th round i got one dumbbell snatch in the 12th round
0: Jeez. so this this is this is how you could tell with an elite athlete compared to like a kind of joe Schmo, like joe Schmel like your average joe like what's the what's the difference
1: <laughs> um I mean, oh, you barely missed out on quarterfinals. So I want to call you a Joe Schmo. But uh, that was a workout where I, I mean, I love wall walks. I mean, when they came out last year, I was i was floored because I used to do those as a scale for handstand push-ups at one of my old gyms. Oh, okay. So I like—I was very familiar with wall walks and I knew how much of a shoulder burn they were. Um, and, you know, I've been working them all year. I was excited for them to come up. Dumbbell snatching is one of my favorite movements in CrossFit. And I knew just those box jump overs were going to add up. And it, it did pay off for me that they were step down. If they were bounding, to be honest, I would probably still step down. I would have gotten the same score anyway. Um, but uh, th- those box jump overs, man, they added up. I slowed down a ton.
0: Yeah, yeah. So what was your game plan when you first, like, saw the workout? Like, what were your first thoughts on doing it?
1: Um, I just knew that I had to just keep in touch with my body and how it was feeling. And I knew that like my natural pacing, I was probably going to get slower and slower rounds, Mm -hmm. but it was just one of those things where I just like trusted myself. This is like I said, like, this is my eighth open. I've been doing this competitive thing for over five years now. So Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of like, I trusted myself and what to do. And I didn't like, I didn't let the craziness of Friday night lights dictate <laughs> the pace that I wanted to go. I just set out and I knew that the box jumpovers were going to slow down, but I could keep up the pace on the other stuff at least. So that was my plan going into it. It wasn't like anything too, too crazy. I wasn't looking at the clock. I'm not one of those people. I normally freak out if I uh, see that I'm either not, if I'm like right on the pace or As soon as I fall off, I'm not that good mentally. So I just kind of keep a count in my head and you know, 15 minutes goes by really fast, but really slow at the same time.
0: Yep. Yep. I, I, I agree. So, um, obviously you're like a smaller athlete. So with the tape lines that they had was, were you able to like manage doing those wall walks pretty easily with the, like with the distance of the tape?
1: Yes. So luckily I am the average CrossFit height for women. So, uh, it paid off for me. It's pretty much exactly where I do my wall walks. Mm -hmm. And, um, unfortunately I did see it, like it not bode so well for like my teammate, she's five foot. So seeing it basically (laughs) like kind of like at her nose, I was like, Oh, I feel really bad for you. Uh, and then I saw my old teammate, Kim, you know, she's like five, seven, five, eight. And I was like, wow, I wish that I could pretty much do like basically two steps and be back (laughs) at the line.
0: Yeah, like for me, the wall walks, it took me, I'm thinking like maybe three or four walks just to get get to the tape. And I was just like trying to go as far as I can just so it won't tax my shoulders too much. But like I don't know, I just, I was so gassed. I was like, this is, and plus like, I do these workouts. There's no, well, there is Friday Night Lights, but it's like 5 a.m. in the morning. So there's like, they have to keep the lights on and it's like a completely pitch dark. And, you know, it's it's like, I wish I was able to do it maybe mid-afternoon, I think. I probably would have gotten a better score if I did it like later on in the afternoon.
1: Right. Uh, I mean, man, kudos to you for doing that so early. I uh, I mean, I did it super late because uh, one of my teammates couldn't get there until super late because of work. So, but, oh man, I got to like have my whole day to, worry about the workout, but at least wake up.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So do you typically do with your teammates?
1: Um, normally, normally I, I love, we push each other so much. So I, and I love just like kind of being like a rabbit Mm -hmm. or I love having like someone to chase. So, um, how it worked this year, I actually got to see one of the other teams go in an earlier heat. So I kind of got what their game plan was, where they fell off. And then, um, an hour later, that's when one of my teammates and I would go. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want him to be alone. Okay. So that's how, that's how we did it. We did that two weeks. And then the third week, uh, I was out of town. So I at least got the lowdown of how it went.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So did, did you redo that test? Or are you more like a one and done person?
1: I, I promised myself I would go one and done this year. And it was, it was hard for the third workout, which I know we'll get to, but, uh, I knew that th- the, the, the goal is the games. And I know that we will easily make top 25% in the continent mm-hmm. as a team. So, I was I told myself you get one chance, you better make the most out of it and that- better not disappoint yourself.
0: Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So, um, now we're going to go to the second one. So, I'm not a big fan of deadlifts, but this was a deadlift and bar facing burpee workout. So if people don't know what it is, it was started from one deadlift, one bar facing burpee all the way up to 10, 10 reps. And then it goes back down to one. And you had, I think it was like 10 minutes, was 10, 10 minutes, right? Right. Yeah. 10 minutes to finish the whole, you know, the whole pyramid of that whole workout. So I only made it to the eight, I made it to the eighth rounds of the opposite of, of the opposite way, because- okay. I just realized my endurance just went to crap. So it was, I I'm, I'm blaming COVID on this one for, you know, cause I've had it like a couple months before. So I, I still, I still haven't gotten the, the engine back, but you know, I'll just, I'll blame it on COVID for today.
1: No, man. And like you said, you're a really tall athlete. You have a really far way to go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so what, like when I was doing the deadlifts, I was pretty much like, I picked it up and then just like my whole upper body and back body just like, just went loose on the way down. And so right. like, it was like less effort for me to like drop it. So it looked like I was like trying to slam it on the ground and then pick it back up again. But I, that's not not what I was doing. But um, yeah, I I saw a lot of people doing that too. It was pretty funny.
1: Oh my gosh. No, I mean, that's, I think that's like the only way you could have like survived that workout, which probably wasn't good for everybody's backs. But um, definitely know that if you go really fast down with the bar and you don't, you know, you don't bend the elbows, you just keep them straight the balance off the ground really helps.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, now what you finished it and then what, what was your time?
1: Uh, my time was eight 35, I think.
0: Okay. Okay. How did now, how did you attack that workout? Did you go like straight through? Cause like for me, I went, I went right way too hot. Like the first five rounds I was done in like a minute, 30 seconds.
1: Oh man. See, like I said, I don't look at the clock cause oh, I, think yeah, I, right. freaked, I, I think I think I would have freaked out. Um, actually like fun fact, Tuesday, I sprained both of my S Well, Tuesday before that workout, I sprained both of my SI joints mm. and I was freaking out because I like just literally couldn't do anything with just like hinging or even walking, uh, the day before. And even the morning of, mm. I was freaking out and Luckily, you know, I'm in chiropractic school, so I just I, I went to the clinic and had someone uh, do some acupuncture, and I, I pretty much just prayed that I could get through it. I uh, also belted up like a champ, and <laughs> I just told myself I gotta get through this workout because I didn't want to wait till Monday and you know, then be affected for the third workout. Mm-hmm. I would at least wanted a week to recover, even if I just did absolutely nothing that weekend if I was hurting. So, I told my judge, I said, if I tap out on this workout, let me tap out. I, and I had no expectation going into it. And then yeah. ended up that it was my best workout of the open. Uh, it was a really good workout for me. I love burpees and that deadlift weight is, you know, something I can rep out at least. So I just told myself, you just, you, it's more of the same thing as the first workout. You just got to trust your ability, the pace mm-hmm. and at least paid off for me.
0: Yeah. Now, did you go and broken most of the deadlifts or when did, you, when did you start like breaking them up and like splitting them?
1: Oh, I just went on broken.
0: <laughs> God, I hate you. I really hate you.
1: Like I said, I don't have far to go. And uh, so, I knew that, you know, regardless of what, like what I could do, I could just rip out the deadlifts. And yeah. it was like, I knew I wasn't going to fail a deadlift. It was just like, how bad do I want it? And I really wanted that workout to be over. So, uh, no, that was a, that was a really fun workout. That was probably that was that was the most fun workout for me in the open.
0: Okay. Now, I I thought I looked at the leaderboard, and you were you like 40th? In yeah. yeah. Out of the out of the world, which is insane, absolutely insane.
1: No, like I said, like I it's like this was a really good workout for me. I knew I was going to do really well. Uh, I was actually salty because one of my, one of my friends, uh, beat me on that workout and she, she redid it. She, uh, she did it. And, uh, she's over in South Africa right now. And yeah. I think she was somewhere at elevation and didn't even finish it. Oh. And then that Monday came back and annihilated it. I think she got top 20 in the world. And I was like, I don't understand how you did that twice and then murdered it.
0: And especially traveling too from South Africa with the time zones and all that stuff.
1: Yeah. No, she, she was a champ. Like she had a wedding that weekend and then I like came in and, you know, posted that time. I was like, well, you know, I wish I was that fit, but I'm, I, I'm floored. I mean, that was around like, um, a couple of years ago I got in like the low thirties on the ground, overhead bar facing burpee mm-hmm. and workout. And so I was like, okay, this is a very similar workout. And I, I knew I could do really well.
0: Yeah. I remember that you could either do the snatches or the clean and jerks. Right. Workout. Yeah. I, my back blew out on like on that workout. So I was like, I had to stop. I was like, oh, I was so close to the end. Cause I know it was 10 rounds and I got to like the ninth round with like a couple reps on the snatches. And I was like, oh, I was so, I really wanted to finish that one. So bad.
1: Oh my gosh. That year it was crazy because for that workout, I did it. I finished the workout. I didn't, because of just like the craziness of Friday night lights, mm-hmm. uh, I, I didn't have time to like film my weights before. And then someone went over and stopped my camera and I literally just stared at that guy. And <laughs> literally he, I don't think, I think he like left the gym after that and did not come back for like a couple years because I was so livid. Luckily I did better on the redo that year, but <laughs> I was so mad because I was like, know, like that was, I did not want to redo that. I was, I was dying in that workout.
0: Yeah, that, that one, that one sucked. But, uh, obviously, with like the first, first workout and the second workout, they were kind of the same. And, like, I know I've seen a lot of people, like, I've heard a lot of people like giving like a lot of flack for that programming for both of them. I mean, obviously, it could have been a little bit different or, like, you know, obviously, both of those were kind of in your wheelhouse anyway. But, uh, right. but yeah. So- I mean, yeah. So, do you do you think that, it, that these um, open workouts were scheduled, or programmed by Dave Castro?
1: I I don't think these were. I think I think there could have been like variations of, but I don't think they're the exact workout. Again, we'll get to twenty two point three, and I think that was his workout, but or at least very similar. But um, yeah, I think these were a little bit different. Again, I don't think, I think Dave Castro would allowed, would, would have allowed a bounding box jump. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I don't know, this is like, this is a hit or miss. Cause I could see him program something like this. And, uh, so maybe like the first workout was different. And then these other two were getting like more similar to what Dave intended.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, speaking of the third workout, so, um, you actually did it at the misfit training camp in portlands so and obviously you had two other games athletes with you training and so do you guys do it all the same both the same like all the same time
1: so um that morning pretty much all of the female games athletes did it and i i got to actually judge Paige. i was planning on doing it the next day with austin because we're uh he's my coach we're one and one in the open so far so you know, it was like a race to the finish kind of thing. Like who could, you know, is a uh, Padawan going to beat the Jedi master?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh. Side note. Yeah. That didn't happen. Padawan's still Padawan still Padawan. Padawan. But I at least got to see them go and it was the craziest thing I have ever seen. And because I was beating them on the leaderboard thus far, that far, I just thought my fitness was <laughs> at that caliber and I ended up doing it with the teenage athletes later that afternoon. Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, that strategy did not pay off for me. My triceps blew up in the bar muscle-ups and it was kind of all downhill from there. I did big sets, but I should have just broken up the bar muscle-ups and like quick sets rather than like resting at the top. And mm-hmm. then, so my triceps would have been a little bit more fresh to rep out the thrusters at the end
0: Mm -hmm. i hear you now i I forgot to mention so you had uh caroline connors you had Paige simenza you had kenzie riley you had you um you had um austin spencer and who else who else was there
1: um alexis johnson that's it yeah yeah sophie shaft um jenna i cannot pronounce her last name so i do apologize if jenna listens to this and then there was um, a few masters games athletes there as well. Justin Lasala was there
0: okay. as well. So. Okay. All right. Cool. So what? When? What time? What was your time when you finished it?
1: So I finished it in six oh seven.
0: God dang it! So I yeah I so I got to I got to the seventh thruster on the one thirty five because oh no yeah I was like I was so I was so bummed but to be honest with you like. I don't I don't do muscle ups cuz the gym that I go to I can't there's there's no way I can do it because I'm doing it on the, on those power racks and so the gym actually has these these like prongs that stick out to hold the barbell. Okay. So on the squat rack so literally if I'm doing a muscle up like I'm like living my forearms are just like scratching the those like little like things that are sticking out to hold the barbells. And So I do like one at a time and that's it. Or either the right. like chest to bar pull ups or like strict pull ups. And then dips okay. after because cause like I'm I'm like there's no way I could do like multiple sets, or or at least if I go to the other side of the rack, they have like the like the mul- multiple like positioned handles on the other side, and it's like right. not like a straight bar. And so, and you know, you do a muscle up and then your shirt gets caught on like the top, like the the middle, you right. know, handlebars. And I'm like, I can't fall down or my shirt will rip. So it's like it's I'm like, I'll just do one at a time, whatever.
1: No, what oh my gosh, one of my classmates. Uh, he preps out bar muscle ups at a Globo gym here and he'll do it like on those bars. And I literally all the time I'm like, why don't you come to my CrossFit gym? So you can actually like do it on a real bar. And maybe I can teach you like how to do a kit because he's basically just doing strict bar muscle ups. And I don't understand how, I mean, I don't even understand like how you could even do it. I mean, I bet you can, I just, I would be terrified.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, so the way the, the first, first round of muscle ups I did, I did three. And so they weren't the prettiest. Cause like, I'm, I'm not, I, I'm, I need anything to get the technique down again, but like a couple of years ago, I was able to like, you know, just rep out like four or five of them like, like no problem, like at eat like with ease. And so then it gets my, once again, my endurance COVID happened. And so it's like, I was dying. So I was doing like one every like 30 seconds or something like that. And then it got to the point where I was like getting close to the end and I'm like, shit, I got to rep these out. So I did five thrusters and then I just dropped it. And I was like, you know what? I, I, after I finished, it's like, I really should have held on to the bar and just went for it because it was like, I think it was like a minute, 30 seconds left. And then I, I could do thrusters no problem with 135 because mm-hmm. like I, I live pretty heavy weight. And so I realized after the end, I'm like, I really probably could have finished that workout. And I was really, hoping that I did finish that workout but I was so bummed that I didn't
1: no but you were close and like you said like I mean that was to me that was like a whole that was a bar muscle-up workout so if you struggled on bar muscle-ups like it was gonna be very hard to finish
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it got to the point like both my hands tore and it was just oh no yeah, it's not, not pretty, but I just kept on going. Cause I was like, I don't care, whatever, you know, just get it over with. And just like, I was like sitting down, I was like looking at the video again. Cause I was, I recorded myself and I was like, I really, I really shouldn't have taken a break there. I should just kept stood up, did another one, did another one and like, but whatever. But so how do why do you think that was a, a Dave Castro workout?
1: Um, it was me listening to the Savant podcast and he, uh, he, he did like one podcast, Dave, jumped in for a few minutes and he kind of like had this like shot to look on his face like oh wait that was my workout kind of thing so um I mean it could have not been but I have a feeling that he was like oh okay they actually like used something of mine
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now do you think that's fair to do that
1: um I mean I'm just I'm kind of bummed about the Dave thing. So, I mean, I'm glad that they at least allowed him to show us like what he worked on for mm-hmm. so long. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, that's just my take. I mean, I wish it was just like, they could have been like, I mean, they. I wish they didn't like fire Dave. So there's like that sort of thing, mm-hmm. but at least they allowed him to actually like show what he did.
0: Yeah, because I I think a lot of his programming, especially um, last year's last year's CrossFit Games workout, but his programming was awesome. I thought that yeah. was the best, I thought it was the best program CrossFit Games he's ever done. So I mean, and I wish, and, and I know like it's kind of like an art programming for like you know for you know games or like even even in your local box, it's it's like an art form. It's like okay. I want to hit a certain number of people like to do a certain number of, you know, this lift here, but I can't overdo it for like later on in the week. And so it's like, it's, it's tough to do. And he, he, he knocked it out of the park every time. And I think the reason why they let him go was just because like he hunts and all that stuff. And I guess some of the new, new regime doesn't really like that. And he, they can say whatever he says, whatever he wants.
1: No, I, I was like, I was like, I understand that. I think it's very hard to have a, you know, a personality like that. But I also think he was a really great leader and mm-hmm. he wanted the best for everybody. And he would, you know, drop anything for, he drop anything for anyone at that company. Yeah. So there's a part of me that is like, I understand where CrossFit's coming from. I mean, especially with the new regime, they're, they're very businesslike mm-hmm. and CrossFit has really never been that way. However, I mean, I really, I really do think you're, you, you lose, you lose a leader in Dave that just like knows how the company runs and has a lot of respect in the community. Um, and I, like you said, like he has an art to programming workouts and he has like the whole picture in his mind. So, and I mean, even reading his book, you'll, you'll see that and any like podcast or interview, you see that and you see like how much he cares. So mm-hmm it I mean it's a shame I do miss him but I think I mean I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Dave in the future it's somewhere else
0: Mm, no I agree I agree so with the quarterfinals because you made it so what so typically like what do you do before like the quarterfinals do you take kind of like take a rest week before because I know it's, it's like two weeks before you start back up again so like what what's your you know, what do you do during the first two weeks before you start back up again?
1: So now, I mean, this, this week's like our last like big training week. So we'll like still train this week. We'll hit and then starting around like Saturday, it's more of you hit high intensity workouts. You'll, Mm -hmm. you'll start like decreasing the volume though. So that way, I mean, your system's ready to be doing like something at, 110 percent or doing a couple pieces at 110 percent um so that's what this week looks like from saturday start dropping the volume and then that way going into quarterfinals week we'll do um like monday off tuesday wednesday is like a primer day and then thursdays we start getting the workouts and you know since they do come out a little bit earlier like it's 3 p yeah it's 3 p.m here on the east coast I mean, there's plenty of time to, you know, get some workouts in on Thursday. I mean, last year, the team, we did three workouts Thursday, two workouts Friday, and we're done. So, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend any of the individuals do that, but there's, that would be a thing of definitely have a like short primer day. So you're not going into the going into a quarterfinals just mm-hmm. feeling lethargic like a lot of people especially after like a complete rest day it's very hard to get the gears rolling mm-hmm. so just having something like light like i mean you you could probably finish in an hour with just like a power clean and jerk or power snatch at like 70 80% like emom style a quick metcon and then just a flush but that's primes you for quarterfinals or if you want to start doing it on Friday, you just make sure that primer day is Thursday and then you go on from there.
0: Okay. Very cool. Yeah. I, uh, for some reason with the daylight savings changed and like, I just felt absolutely wrecked. So I, I haven't, I think i worked out once and it was just like a struggle this week so far. And I'm like, I just, I need to take a break. So I just took a little break. And so I, I feel a little bit better now. And I, plus like, did, did the daylight savings actually jack you up too?
1: um, I think I just had to pull through since I was like the last day of the training camp. So yeah. man, I did. I mean, but then coming back home, it definitely hit me. I mean, especially with my, my travel situation, I did not get a lot of sleep like the next night. So, and I think it like takes a couple of days for the body to be like, oh wow, it's like really dark when you wake up and. But, you know, th- throughout the day, like at least like the sunlight's out. So whenever I have to train at night, like at least now it's like, oh, okay. Like the sun is setting now. It hasn't been dark for a few hours and I'm just sad.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So um, what do you think that's going to show up in the uh, quarterfinals for you?
1: Man, I mean, let I mean, look at the equipment list. I'm glad the rowers in there now. So. Uh, I think that's exciting and I'm glad it, I, I'm glad it is because I really do think that the rower is a great test of monostructural movement or mm-hmm. else like what you have, you have double unders. That's really it because, you know, you say burpees monostructural, but that's technically a gymnastics movement, right? Because it's body weight. So I'm, I mean, I'm just really glad the rowers in there. Um, I wondering if, because they didn't repeat any workouts in the open, they'll repeat in quarterfinals. So that could be something. I mean, maybe it shouldn't be the GHD rope climb pistol one just because it wrecked everybody. Uh, But I wouldn't, you know, put it past CrossFit. You know, that just seems like a trend sometimes.
0: Yeah, Yeah.
1: But, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I think it would be fun to have, like, a strength ladder. But I think that's very hard to set up with quarterfinals. They kind of brought it up at semifinals with the online ones with mm-hmm. the heavier or increasing snatches but i'm i mean i'm expecting some sort of lift for max weight then probably like again like one sprint and then the rest of them being in like either like an 8 minute time frame and then probably like two like maybe like 12 to 15 minute time frames
0: okay okay so um, out of like, so do you follow the leaderboard at all or just kind of just worry about yourself?
1: Oh, I follow the leaderboard. It's okay. fine.
0: Who, all right. So who out of like all the people on the leaderboard, who was the one that surprised you the most?
1: Hmm, surprised me. Um, let me pull it up right now. Because okay. just, to, just to make sure that I, you know, get my names right.
0: Well, I know I, I'll, I'll give you mine. So the Brute team. So like Phil Tune, James Sprague, you know, like all those all those dudes over there, like they were in the top five on everything, and it was just like, where did you guys come from?
1: No, I I mean I think just because I've heard so many good things, and you know they're down here in Florida with me, so I might have a little bit of insight. They, I mean, they train hard down there, and I think they how they set up their training camp is really good. It's okay, they have the motivation with of the competitive athletes, but they don't do the same workouts. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you get that camaraderie without having to like sell your soul to win. And you're not competing 24 seven. Like you're actually focusing on training and practicing, but you're being inspired by everybody around you. Yep. So I think that's the way to do it. If you go to a training or if, if you're in like a training hub, that's probably like the best case scenario. Plus I think it's really good for you know, Emma Carey to be with, like, all the guys, mm-hmm. so, uh, th- I mean, that's also, that was pretty much where I came from, I like it when you have, like, the, you know, the girl of, like, Tia Claire me and then Nat Fraser, and now was a really good training duo, so I don't know how the guys are doing it down there, but I think guys can get along better than girls,
0: girls yeah, I are agree. just, girl. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I can, I can, I, I agree on that one, so, <laughs> Yeah. And, and Roman Krennicroft's working with that, working out with the tra- well, actually training with them now. Yeah. Which is, so, which is another, another, another guy to throw in that whole little batch and just like get better and better.
1: Yeah. I am so excited that he finally got his visa. And mm-hmm. I really hope we get to see him at the CrossFit Games and, you know, show, like he gets to finally show like why he belongs there. I mean, granted, like he, he was in the virtual one. But I don't think he's like the best, um, online athlete yeah but get him at like at an in-person event and i think he just thrives off of that so mm-hmm. it's gonna be really fun to finally like, see him in action yeah um but i just like going back to the leaderboard uh i'm like i mean i don't think anybody is like you know shocked by this but i love that Mal O'Brien mm-hmm. one yeah um the open like might not be the you know, it might not be, like, your full test of fitness, but to start on such a high note is just awesome for her, and I'm just, it's so excited to see, like, how she, like, how she improved this year, especially being under Matt now.
0: Yeah, and she's not even, she hasn't even peaked yet. Right. Which is even more dangerous. Like, I, I've been listening to other podcasts, and they've been pretty much been saying, like, they haven't been working on that stuff yet, and so they're doing other things, and, like, to do, not any of that stuff and become first place. It's like, it's insane. It's like, holy cow, really? This is like, this is unreal. Like what's going on over there?
1: Right. And I mean, but then like, like think about Tia, like she just came back from bobsled, right? Yeah. And, you know, like they're really gearing her up to be ready for semis, not really like now. So the mm-hmm. fact that, you know, she could still get second and she really didn't start training until like a couple weeks out. Yep, Like pure CrossFit stuff, like kudos to her too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Now, since you did really well in the open, did you ever think about going individual?
1: Um, I'm getting questions about that. I, I mean, I committed to team this year and, you know, I want to be, I want to be a really good leader for the team. Like that's what I'm really excited for it. I'm excited to just throw down again and I thrive in the team environment. It's fun, but Uh, After this year, I mean, like I said, two of them might have gone like really well and they're very favorable for me, but it definitely opened my eyes to see like, hey, like I actually have what it takes to go individual. So you might, you might see me on the floor by myself next year.
0: Okay. All right. I'll I'll take that. Now everyone heard that it's recorded and it's going to be posted (laughs) online. And so, yeah, it's going to, she's going to go, she may go individual next year. So just be on the lookout. Yeah, yeah, very cool. I, yeah, because like I saw your scores, and I'm like, I'm like, you, you probably have something like itching your, the back of your neck, being like, you know, I could probably do this.
1: No, and I, I really do think that quarterfinals camp really opened it up to me, mm-hmm. and just even like talking, talking to like all the individual competitors there, especially uh, Paige and Kenzie, who went from team to individual, and I talked about like how their transition was, what you know, what made them want to go individual. Um, there's also me being like seeing Alexis going from individual to team. And then now like being in like, you know, the mayhem empire, like that's incredible. And I'm very jealous of that. And like, (laughs) I'm just like, man, like how, how do you even like get that opportunity? So like, there's me, like, I'm like very enticed with individual and wanting to see like what I can do on my own, Mm -hmm. but just seeing Alexis do so well and like in the teams and impressing like a lot of other different camps, like there's that too, and I'm kind of jealous of that. So uh, I'm very on the fence, but I'm leading more and more to individual every day.
0: Okay, all right, very cool. And now um, I kind of want to dive a little bit more deeper into the Misfit Quarterfinal, uh, the Misfit Camp that you that had this this past weekend. So um, I did I did it. I wasn't able to make it. Um, I really wanted to go, but you know stuff happens. But how, how many people were there? And so what was like the atmosphere, like when you're doing the open workout? And then I know you guys sat down for a couple of talks here and there and did other workouts the day after. So like what, like what happens in a misfit training camp?
1: So normally in general, we'll have, uh, two workouts each day. We'll have two talks and, um, talking about whether it's how you like what the lead up is for training, your mindset, just getting everything together for like a quarterfinal situation, that was a new talk this year, to just your athlete IQ. So your mindset, your body through training and recovery, um, and also like leaning on experiences that you've had in the past mm-hmm. to dictate like how you should game a workout or in training, like what you need to work on and, like why you need to work on it. So those are those are really big talks. Uh, there's also just even like how to like approach a workout. And if you see something that it like is, let's say there's like a machine, like do you know like how many, like if you rode at um 10, 50 cal per, or cal per hour pace, how fast will you be able to do, let's say 12 calories? Like, do you know that number off the top of your head? And just like how you can, you know, dictate workouts based off of that, because normally like movements like that, um, that's like what wins workouts rather than movements that are kind of dictated by like this natural pace, like a wobble or a total bar. Like you can speed it up like a few seconds here and there, but like over the grand scheme of things, you always have like that certain movement that pretty much dictates a workout. Like for 22.1, it was the box jump overs like what, however fast you get through those, it's going to dictate who wins the workout. Mm-hmm. So we had really cool talks like that. We'll go over like whatever workout we do go over like different technique things for each movement in the workout. And then in this situation, we'd have a judge who, and then an athlete who would do the workout. So that's, and we like learned like how to properly warm up. So, you know, we, have like 15 minutes to just slowly gradually increase our heart rate and then we'll go into like more so like mobility stuff and then you'll go into a primer to jack your heart rate up let it come back down and then you get to attack the workout with the best intensity Mm -hmm. so that's um so that's kind of like how and then you'd have a cool down because like you can't just like go from like 200 heart rate to 60 in like two minutes. Your body also doesn't like that. So like slowly bring your heart rate back down too. So it was us, like we had four opportunities to like work on, okay, how does it, like, how should you approach a workout from the start to the finish, which was really cool. And, you know, we also got to, you know, find people that we wanted to go head to head against. So, um, like I had the opportunity to be in, Alexis's heat sometimes. I had other times where I got to be, go against Paige. I had other times that I got to go against the teenagers who they rock and are better at me, better than me in like most aspects. So <laughs> um, it was it was like really cool to like you'd, and it also like helps you like in a, like an in-person setting. I'm really bad at looking at, at other people and see where they are in the workout. I normally just stay in my lane. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, you know, how Matt Fraser, you know, when he's dominating the workout, he like slows down a bit. Or if he sees he can catch somebody, he goes for it. Or if he sees like someone's really close, he tries to sprint and, you know, get the other athlete to think he's untouchable and they'll slow down. So, Mm -hmm. um, that was like also a way to, you know, gear up for semifinals too.
0: Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I, I know they do training camps like pretty much throughout the whole summertime. So uh, do they, do they talk about uh, any new training? uh, Like uh, any, any date any places they're doing the next training program?
1: Um, They're hinting at a summer camp. I don't know when, but be on the lookout for that. I wouldn't be surprised if it's after the games. So um, I highly recommend it because we, you do get like that whole entire experience and you just, You get to learn so like so much from them, from movement and like movement technique stuff to again, like how you warm up and how you cool down, because that's going to dictate a lot of like how your workout goes. Mm -hmm. And then just those talks and, you know, like I always come out of camp learning something new and like have and making so many new friends. And that's why I love the Misfit community. I feel like they're my family and I have family all over the world because of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And especially like with the discord that they have right now, it's, it's, that's a lot of fun too. At least like looking at other people's like scores and times and stuff like that. And so it's uh, really fun, even like just shooting the shit, shooting the shit with people too. So it's very cool.
1: Yeah, no, I like, I absolutely love it. And, um, if you're like, I miss the OG, we used to have the comments on the blog and I feel like this is just like a, a way that you just get it right to your phone through a notification.
0: Yeah, very cool. Very cool. So what is what is the game plan for you in quarterfinals? Like, do you have a do you have like a couple goals you want to hit or thoughts on it?
1: Um, so for me, um, I'm on the fence whether I'm going to attempt the individual workouts. So that's uh to be determined with me and my coach. But for a team, at least we have we have a few weeks before we have to go for game time. So we have a few more weeks to figure out the synchro movements and just build like our team bonding and team chemistry because this year it was hinted that there's actually team workouts. Whereas last year, there was only one team workout. Mm -hmm. So uh, I'm very excited for that. Um, I mean, I would love to get top 10 like we did last year because when you get top 10, you pretty much have your pick of a semifinal. And I want to go to the mid Atlantic CrossFit challenge again not only just 12 Labors put on like a super cool event. Granted, they do have two this year, but I want to go to Mac just because it's also a Memorial Day weekend. So it kind of fits with a chiropractic student's schedule.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I would like either or like I want to go to Syndicate Crown or Mac just because I know that the best teams are going to come from there because they program the best team workouts. 12 Labors is known for their team competition mm-hmm. and they it's really fun seeing the individual competition because they have some brutal workouts for the individuals.
0: Yeah. Do you, do you have like any, any guesses on like a new implement, like, like a piece of equipment that they may use?
1: Hmm. Man, I don't know. They, I mean, you know, last year they brought out that torque tank. Yep. Um, so I don't know if they're going to have something new or maybe they're just like throwing the flip sled because apparently everybody loves that. I mean, I wouldn't mind that it's a, it's a fun implement. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't mind the work tank either, but new implement wise, uh, nothing really comes off the top of my head right now. Um, I'd be, I'd be, it would be really cool to, you know, throw in like a pegboard at semifinals or something like that, you know,
0: mm-hmm. just,
1: you know, cause I feel like a lot of people are have access to that now as well as have, you know, brushed up the technique on some things. So seeing those like games only, you know, Implements like I want them, I want more and more to come and trickle down the semifinals. I think that would be just really fun and you know, exciting for both the people at semifinals and the spectators.
0: Yeah, I, I, you know, what I kind of want to see, I've someone talked about this like a couple years ago. I I, I think they should try to at least do like one swim event.
1: That would be that would be fun, and I really do think that would like line up for the games, right? Because you're always going to have a swim event at the games whether it's you know in a pool or a lake now so mm-hmm. like i would absolutely love that if they could i mean granted i, I have a swimming background so like of course <laughs> i want that but if there's like some way they can do that i mean it's just a broader test of fitness right mm-hmm. so i think that'd be a- absolutely incredible
0: yeah very cool all right so we're getting close to the end um i you know, since you're the third third time guest on here, I don't even have any questions for you, so because <laughs> you've already set up twice already. So, um, do you have any like final thoughts about um, you know the open, the quarterfinals, or anything at all? Or
1: um, I'm just excited to see like where this goes and seeing like where just the new leadership takes it, and um, it just it just brings new opportunities to the sport. And even though it's it's sad seeing Dave Castro go, I It's just, we have, we can't just be sad about that. We have to take, take it what it is. And we're still going to get a test of fitness. We're still going to get the CrossFit games. We're still going to get a CrossFit games champion. Mm -hmm. So I'm just really excited to see where it goes. And just, I mean, I'm just excited to, you know, make it back to the games. So that's all I have.
0: Awesome. Very cool. Well, thank you for doing this and we'll talk later.
1: Awesome.
0: Stop that. And then, I don't know how to stop this. <laughs> uh, TikTok.
1: I don't even know where to start Start with TikTok. I just, I I used TikTok to make Reels at first because, like, the Reels, like, the original version, like, to make them were yeah. so, was so hard. And then now with, like, Reels, like, actually being, like, compatible with a lot of things, like, I just, like, went, I was like, I don't use TikTok anymore.
0: Yeah, well, I, I've... I, I follow, i talked to this guy, like just, I talked to this thing on, um, oh, let me stop recording too. Um,